A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On the first day of the week, two of the disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all the things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And Jesus said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad, and one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? Jesus asked them, What things? The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he would be the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it's now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that Jesus was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, Jesus walked ahead as if he were going on, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it's almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So Jesus went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. The two disciples said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. These were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then the two disciples told what had happened on the road, and how the Lord had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Luke's Gospel is the story of a journey. In the beginning, Mary and Joseph journeyed to Bethlehem. At the end of the Gospel, we find two others walking on the road. When the child is twelve, the family goes up to Jerusalem. Mary and Joseph are on the way home, walking away from Jerusalem. When they discover that Jesus is not with them, they go back to Jerusalem and find him in the temple on the third day. 
Near the middle of Luke's Gospel, in chapter 9, verse 51, we read, When the days drew near for him to be taken up, Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem. And for the next ten chapters, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, where he was to suffer, die, and be raised. In Luke's Gospel, the momentum is always toward Jerusalem, the city of the cross, the city of the resurrection, the city of the sending of the Spirit. In walking to Emmaus, these two disciples are walking away from the capital city. They are leaving the church. As long as they are walking the wrong way, they will not see Jesus. But the good news is that Jesus walks with them. As Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew, where two or three are gathered together, there I am in their midst. The resurrected Christ seeks out his two errant disciples, joining them even as they walk in the wrong direction and talk about him in the wrong way as he quietly, unobtrusively slipped into the waters of the Jordan to stand next to sinners and as he willingly suffered alongside two other crucified criminals. Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? The disciples have been walking away from Jerusalem because the cross convinced them that Jesus must have been deluded. But in point of fact, the cross is the solution to the puzzle. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? The glory of the Messiah is the light that flows from his suffering and self-emptying love. Love always entails suffering. The two go hand in hand. If Jesus does not enter into our suffering, then God will be forever absent from our pain and suffering. Though they were going the wrong way, the Messiah has walked all the way with them, just as he had accompanied sinful humanity all the way to the limit of sin and death. As always, the Bible tells the story not so much of our quest for God as of God's passionate quest for us. In Luke's Gospel, if there is a lost son or a lost sheep or a lost coin or a lost disciple, someone will be searching for them. When he walks ahead of them, as if he were going on, they urge the stranger to stay with them. They invite Jesus to be their guest, but he turns the table on them and becomes the host. He took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. This day began early in the morning. The women who went to the tomb did not see Jesus, now, in the evening on that same day, the two disciples recognize the risen Christ as he sits with them at table. This is the first day of the week. This is the first meal in the new creation. 
Remember the story of the first meal in Genesis? When Adam and Eve took the fruit and ate it, the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. Two friends of God sit down with Jesus to eat what God offers to them in love. The eyes of both of them were opened, and they recognized Jesus, the divine self-gift of God, made flesh. The gospel, which began by walking in the wrong direction, comes to an end as the two disciples return to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They told what had happened on the road and how Jesus had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The English word companion is derived from the Latin word com, with, and panis, bread. A companion, therefore, is someone with whom you share your bread. Christianity is always a companion journey. We never walk alone. When Jesus sat at table to eat the Passover with his disciples the night before he was to suffer, he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Only Luke adds the line that we hear every Sunday at Mass, Do this in memory of me. When their eyes were opened and they recognized him, Jesus vanished from their sight. The paradox hidden in the mystery of the resurrection is that love requires both presence and absence. Jesus is transformed from being someone with whom the disciples are at home, and instead, he becomes their home. They used to be with his body, now they are becoming his body, as we are the body of Christ. They have to lose him, paradoxically, if they are to discover this new intimacy. Wherever bread is broken, wherever love is freely given, Wherever captives are set free, Christ is present. Our hearts are burning within us along the way.